Hello, hello, hello. Hello, my beautiful little angels. Come on in. Let's get nice and cosy. Welcome back to episode 21 of Heart to Heart. Thank you so much for joining me. As I say all the time, it means the world to me. And yeah, just thank you for choosing to be with little old me because you could be doing anything right now. You could be chilling. You could be watching Netflix. You could be in the bath. I mean, you might be listening to me in the bath. I don't know. You could be doing anything and you're here with me. And that's just the biggest honour. So thank you so much. How has everyone's week been? I need to say, right, today is Friday and I feel like I need to take a breath. Does anyone else feel like this week has been absolutely chaotic? Like, I know you guys won't listen to this until Monday, but I just feel like things are never ending at the moment. And it's all good stuff, like nothing bad or anything. But I just feel like it's very much go, go, go. And it's just a little bit of a, like, I need to take a deep breath moment. (laughs) So Baby Boy is at Playgroup and I've got a lovely little hour and 35 minutes to sit down, film the podcast. I mean, not gonna lie, it's only an hour now because I've had some technical difficulties. I mean, it wouldn't be a day in my life if I don't have technical difficulties. If you know me, you will know that me and technology, we're just not great. We're not right for each other. Anyway, not gonna bore you with that pish. Like I said, welcome back to Heart to Heart, episode number 21, baby. Today's episode is going to be a little Q&A, a cheeky Q&A on Instagram. I get so many questions from you guys and that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside because it's like people want to know about me and I just love that. I've actually had quite a lot of questions recently so I thought why not do a little Q&A. Now I did get quite a few questions. I'm only going to go through seven of them because if I do any more with me talking like a day, we'll be here until next Tuesday. So let's just get started. So question number one is from my beautiful friend. I did say I'm not going to mention any names just in case people don't want to. But the question is, how are you really feeling? And I love this question anyway, but me and her kind of have that little thing where it's like, no, but how are you really feeling? And I think that's such a beautiful question because if you ask someone like generically, oh, how are you today? Most of the time they're going to say, oh, good, thanks. Or yeah, I'm fine, thanks. But they might not be because it's such a generic question. But when you ask someone, how are you really feeling? It makes them feel like they can be a little bit more honest about what they're going through. It's like they're giving you that permission to say, actually, do you know what? Not feeling good at the moment. I'm really struggling, not sleeping very well, like whatever it may be. They actually genuinely want to know how I, like how I feel at the moment. And I think it's just such a beautiful question. So how am I really feeling? Do you know what? I'm actually doing really well at the moment. I don't know if you guys remember towards like, or even at the end of December, towards January time, I kind of felt like a little bit like, oh, I'm not feeling my best self. But I'm actually feeling really positive at the moment. 
the podcast is doing really well. I feel like I'm putting out content that is very true to me and that I feel like you guys are really relating to because I do get messages saying that you really enjoyed it and you found it to be helpful, which is exactly why I'm here. My YouTube video, I think I got 230 views and I'm not joking, I feel like I've went viral because baby girl here sometimes only gets like 30 views and do you know what? I love every single view. I'm getting all excited now because I'm getting passionate about this. But I just feel like I don't care if I get 10 views. That to me is still something. Like I'm not out here trying to be like 10 million subscribers and 300 million views. I mean, that's probably not how it goes. But you know what I'm trying to say? Like I'm not out here trying to be popular. I'm just out here doing my thing and hoping people like it, which they seem to. My last video, by the way, was an Aldi haul, which seemed to do quite well on YouTube, so I'm very, very happy. It's actually my biggest rating video yet. I think my second one was a perfume collection, and then the third one and the fourth one was the McDonald's videos. And let me tell you, a McDonald's video is coming soon, because I've seen that they have a couple of new things on their menu, which, of course, baby girl needs to try. Anyway, what am I talking about? <laughs> How has this turned into talking about McDonald's? Bloody hell. That's what I was saying. I was talking about how YouTube is going well, my relationship's going well, baby boy's doing well, he's loving his life, I'm going out for... Oh, there's a brush falling on her head. <laughs> I'm going out for dinner tonight with one of my best friends in the world, Bruce and his girlfriend and my partner and I just feel like things are going really well. I feel like I've got a lot to look forward to. I'm just in a really good place. Don't get me wrong, I feel busier than ever. I have days where I feel like, em, can you just like split yourself into like two? Because you just can't manage all of this by yourself. But what I'm realising is that is okay. You do not need to do everything by yourself. So it's a bit of a long-winded answer, but things are going really well and I'm truly feeling really good at the moment. Tired, but really good. Number two, what is one thing you're excited about and one thing you're nervous about? So I probably should have did number one and number two together because they're kind of like just very similar. So I don't think I've told you guys, but I'm actually starting uni tomorrow. Saturday's a very random day, but it's actually through the Open University. I'm doing psychology. It's a five-year course and I'm very much nervous about that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm incredibly excited. You guys know I love psychology. I've done it at college in the past and I did a couple like little courses on it, like just tiny ones. I love psychology. I'm very much someone who is curious about the mind, why we do what we do, why we act the way that we act. I'm very excited about it, but I'm also like 25% nervous about it. How am I going to get all the work done? Do I have enough time? Like, how difficult is it going to be? We know it's going to be difficult. It's a degree. Like, I'm just panicking slightly about it. But yeah, there's so many worries that goes into it. Because obviously, I've got my podcast, I've got my YouTube, I've got two jobs. I might be taking on more work, which means more time away from home. And it's like, how are you going to get all this done? But the passion inside of me, like that little lion inside of me is like, come on Em, get it done. You need something for you. Like, it's important that you have a career. And I'm just like, but how? 
How is it going to get done? But this is such a good lesson in life that any time you think that you cannot handle any more, you can. There's always more that you can do. And I'm just very excited about it. So that is kind of the answer. I'm very excited about starting uni, but I'm nervous about it. (laughs) Number three, do you believe in asking and taking other people's advice? My family members are trying to give me advice on something and it's really stressing me out. First of all, I'm really sorry that you're feeling stressed out at the moment. Stress is honestly one of those emotions that is just so horrible because it really feels like it consumes your whole life. I mean, personally, for me, I don't really believe in asking for other people's advice. This is just me, by the way. If you want to ask people, you do that. I just mean for me, personally, I don't really believe in it. And let me tell you the reasons why. I really believe that when you ask people for advice, even if it's like three or four different people, they're more likely to give you an answer that is different. Or it could be similar, but it could have like different add-ons. And I think that when you have too many opinions, it actually confuses what you want. It kind of blurs your vision a little bit because you may have an idea about what you think you're going to do or what you think you should do and then you ask other people and if you don't get the answer that you are kind of hoping for that can really throw you off track. I think it also depends what you're asking their opinion for. If it's something like do you think I should go on X Factor? I don't think X Factor actually exists anymore. Do you think I should go on Britain's Got Talent and sing? They might say, oh no, I don't think you should do that. And that's coming from their fear and their limitations because they might not have the balls to do that. And they might say no because they're maybe acting from their fear and they probably know that that's not something that they could manage. So they will probably tell you no. And then that means that you have actually taken on their fear and that was never your fear to begin with. Obviously, like I said, it totally depends on what you're asking their opinion for but I just really think that when you get too many people involved it can really fluff things up for you and make you feel really confused. Ultimately I just don't think it's very helpful and if you have a slight idea like I said about what you think you want to do and then someone gives you a totally different answer you may feel a little bit like shouldn't have fucking asked you anyway. It also depends on what kind of person you are. I think I'm quite strong-willed and quite confident in my own like decisions and what I want to do and I've got quite a clear path of where I want to go. But if you get quite a lot of comfort out of asking people, you should. But from what you've said, I don't feel like it's actually helping you. Learn to trust yourself. You always know what to do. And I know that that might sound a little bit like, but I don't know what to do. You do. You always know what to do trust yourself. I really hope that helped. Number four, this is a fun one. What is something you would love to be able to do? Oh my god, I would love to be able to play an instrument properly. Like, I've learned Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on the keyboard, like I told you guys. By the way, my son does not appreciate it. I don't know if I told you guys this bit, but every time I play Twinkle Twinkle, he does actually shout right in my face. No, stop. If that's not a kick in the balls, I really don't know what is. I think any instrument would be pretty cool, but I would love to be able to play the drums. There's something about the drums for me that's just like, 
Yeah! I think that's something that runs in the family because my granddad, who's no longer with us, he actually used to play drums in a band. So my family are quite musical in the sense of we all love music. So my granddad played drums. My dad's got a drum kit. I think he kind of knows what to do, but he's not like professional level or anything. And I just love a good song that's got really kick-ass drums in it. Like, if you can play drums, I'm very, very jealous of you. (laughs) Also guitar. Like, I've got an acoustic guitar. Um, Do I play it? No. Would I love to? Yes. If you can play drums or guitar, please teach me. (laughs) I'll be your best friend forever. (laughs) I love this one. What made you want to start your podcast and YouTube? Okay, so my podcast has always been something I've wanted to do. Like, I've wanted to do this for, like, probably three or four years. And the reason for that is there's just something for me about sitting in a room where no one can see you and it's literally you and your voice and you feel like, or this is how I feel anyway, I feel like I'm connecting with all of you guys on such a deep level probably because I'm a really deep person anyway. Like, I just don't like your usual chit-chat. Like, I want to talk about real stuff, like deep shit, right? So for me, when I'm doing this podcast, I feel like it's me and you, heart to heart, and we're being fragile, we're being vulnerable, we're not scared to get upset, we're not scared to say the wrong thing, and that is just how it feels for me. And I know I say it all of the time, but it does feel like... I'm giving you a piece of my heart every time. So my podcast is kind of like the side of things where it very much feels like I'm trying to share with you guys really, really deep stuff, like how to be more confident, how to look after yourself, things to stop doing, things to stop beating yourself up for, and just sharing real life stuff. Whereas the YouTube is very much like the kind of lighthearted stuff. But the YouTube is very much like your Aldi haul, your perfume collection, what else do I do on there? January favourites, like monthly favourites, showing you guys what I've been loving. Um, Like vlogs, I've done a vlog on there before. Like it's just the lighter side of me. And I feel like if you want to see my full personality, sometimes you need to go to YouTube. Because on here, I'm really concentrating on trying to say things that you guys, or not even try to say things, like just letting it flow out of me and hoping that you guys resonate. Whereas the YouTube, I'm kind of a little bit more silly on there (laughs) if it's like a video that I can be. So yeah, it does kind of feel a little bit separate, but basically the overall message for both of them is I just want people to feel good. If you feel different, if you feel a little bit sassy like I do, you feel a bit quirky and you feel like you've hid that part of yourself because you don't believe that the world is ready for it, Listen, I did that for a really long time and it does not work. The world needs people that are different and the world needs people that are themselves, authentically themselves. And that took me a really long time to figure out because when I went through my little depressive patch, I believed that I was damaged and broken and that the world would be better without me. That's generally, like genuinely how I felt. And then I kind of came out of that and I'm like, do you know what? You've got so much to offer the world. You've got this big heart and these big feelings and this big empathetic side of yourself that you need to share with the world. There will be someone out there listening that feels like the world is against them, that they don't have anyone, that they shouldn't be here, that they're crazy 
all of this stuff and you might be that person that makes them feel better. Like I say all the time, I don't think I'm Mother Teresa. I do not think I'm anyone special. In my opinion, we're all the same. I don't care if you cure cancer or you literally pick rubbish off of the street. No one is better than anyone, okay? But I just know that in my heart, I've got such a protective side where I do not want people to struggle. And I was actually listening to a podcast that Dr. Julie Smith did. You know, the amazing lady, the psychologist on TikTok and Instagram. She's got a book and she, like, she's just a psychologist and she shares, like, tips on, like, how to get through certain things and, like, just amazing tips, right? I was listening to a podcast that she did the other day and she said that that is how she knew that she had to be a psychologist. She always felt like she didn't want people to suffer or struggle and she wanted to be that protector for people and that is exactly how I feel. So by me coming on here and doing my podcast and my YouTube and speaking from the heart, and being myself, I know that that is going to help someone, okay? And we all have that ability. Every single one of us have the power to help someone else. So this is not a me thing, but I just know that it feels very personal when I'm on here. It feels like I've got a job to do. And you guys might not relate to everything I say, but I really hope you do. Next one, do you experience mum guilt? It honestly consumes me and my life. Do you know what? Mum guilt is something that is so personal to everyone. Mum guilt is a real killer. Like, why is it that as mothers, we just feel like we're never doing enough? We're never doing enough. We're never being enough. We're just not on top of our shit a lot of the time. And that's not a good feeling because if you are a mum, you will know that your child is your whole life and you could not do any more for them. I'm actually so lucky and blessed to be at home with my son all the time, like all day. So all day I'm with him and then at night time from like 6pm onwards and weekends when his dad is here, I'm working. So although that's a little bit more difficult for me that I am looking after him all day every day and then I'm working night time and weekends, that is just the way I want to do it. Like I don't want to leave him if I don't have to. But I'm very, very lucky and I know how lucky I am. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm possibly taking more work on that's going to compromise that. But for the most part, I'm here and even I still get mum guilt. Like, I'm with him all the time and even I still feel like you're not doing enough. So when I feel the most guilty is if, you know, like he's had breakfast in the morning and he wants to watch Paw Patrol I'll put the TV on and I'm like, right, Em, you've got like half an hour to run around and do a couple of jobs whilst he's happy and quiet. And then if he decides he doesn't want to watch Paw Patrol or he wants to do something with me and I'm running around trying to clean a bathroom or dust or hoover and I feel like I'm there and I'm interacting with him but I'm not fully present and I think that's my thing I don't always feel like I'm fully present for him because my mind is just so chaotic and I'm like oh my god and I'm juggling all this stuff and don't get me wrong and (laughs) this is the thing right people believe that if you're at home all day you're doing nothing or that you've got all the time in the world it's so not true I'm at home all the time and I still feel like I've got a mountain of stuff to do that I'm not on top of 
And because he does obviously rely on me quite a lot, he will be like, what are you doing, mummy? And he'll want to join in, which is good because he does join in. But sometimes I just feel like I'm not always present. I'm not always by his side. But then at the same time, if I was always hanging off of him, that would not be good for him. Like I'm in the house, like I'm a room away. I'm never far away. And I always say to him, right darling, I'm just going into the bathroom to clean it or I'm just in your bedroom. I'm just here. He always knows where I am. And that's a good thing. And I think if I was to sit down and play with him all day long, it wouldn't be good for him. So I feel guilty about it, but I know that that would not help him. And he's such a confident little boy in what he knows and like what he wants to do. He's very much like me. He's very strong-minded, very strong-willed, and he's got his own way of doing things. And that's amazing. And I'm so proud of that. But yeah, I do get the mum guilt of being like, oh, I'm not present enough. And by the way, when I say that I'm not present enough, it's not like that I'm not sitting with him all day, every day. What I mean is sometimes when I am sitting with him and we're like doing a jigsaw or like we're just sitting together watching TV, we love to watch the David Attenborough Our Planet together. We love watching the animals. But I mean in terms of sometimes if I am sitting with him and we're playing or whatever, I will think, oh my God, I've got a mountain of washing to do. I've got all this washing to put away. When am I going to have time to do this? And I want to just sit down with him and be able to switch off from all of that. I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if this is just how we're wired. But yeah, I do feel a bit guilty about that part. I would love to hear from other mums if you can relate to that and what you feel most guilty about. (laughs) I like this one. (laughs) What is your biggest regret? Okay, I have tried to play this one down and say that I've got no regrets in life. But if I had to have one, it would be getting a fucking tattoo at the age of 15 or 16. I do not recommend it. If you're going to go to someone who is absolutely incredible and you want to pay two, three hundred pounds for a tattoo and you've seen their work and you know that they're amazing, I don't have any problems with doing that at 15 or 16. My mum and dad were very open to the idea. The guy that did mine, mm, not the best. And I think half of the reason is I showed him a design. Now, I'm just going to tell you guys what it is. See if you guys go onto Google and type in Katie Price, the model, right? Type in Katie Price foot tattoo. It's basically a bow and it like crisscrosses and goes down her foot and it's got two hearts, okay? I showed him that design and he did a completely different design. It's not even the same tattoo. It's completely different. And yeah, I regret it. And I feel like I've tried to play it down and be like, yeah, no regrets in life because I didn't want to admit to myself that I didn't like it. And it's quite a big tattoo. Like it goes from like just past halfway point on my actual foot to the bottom of my leg, basically. It's quite a big tattoo and it's probably not going to be something that's easy to cover up. I wouldn't even know what to cover it up with. And if I was to get it removed, like, by laser, that would hurt because foot tattoos are very painful. I mean, I found it fine, but to get that removed with a laser would be very difficult. I'm just hoping and praying that they do, like, a cream that removes it one day because that would be the best bet. But, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I regret that and I think I only regret it 
because the tattoo itself isn't good if I actually put a lot of money into it and I got something that was incredible I probably wouldn't regret it because I love a tattoo but I'm sure there'll be a lot of us out here who don't like their tattoos it's actually funny because one of my work colleagues we both have tattoos that we don't like and I basically referred to us as the shit tat sisters for a while so (laughs) that was fun but then she got it covered up and hers looks amazing now so I'm just a shit tat sister all by myself (laughs) does anyone else want to join my club the shit tat sisters you can be a man if you want join me please because I very much am regretting my decision (laughs) so that's fun I've just had a look on Instagram to see if any more questions came in that I like the sound of before we finish up and this question came in and I don't know where to start but it sounds amazing and it says what would you tell your younger self? I'm gonna say like teenage year like high school okay there's quite a lot I'm gonna say on this number one don't get shit tattoos (laughs) number two don't be afraid to be yourself. It doesn't matter if you stand out. It doesn't matter if you're different. The thing with being different is if you're not the most confident person, you will probably get a couple of people who want to be nasty and take the piss out of you. Okay. But the thing with bullies is they're very, very insecure themselves. No one that's happy in this life would be as mean to you. They're clearly not happy. You don't often come across a bully who is on their own. They've always got to be with another group of little losers to make themselves feel like the big man and to make them feel like people actually like them. And that's not true. So be you. Fuck the haters. I know that's a little bit cringe, but fuck them all. I mean, don't fuck them, but just tell them to fuck off. Don't be afraid to stick up for yourself. This was one thing that I struggled with. And you've got every right to stick up for yourself in a situation where you don't feel like you've been treated with respect. You do not have to lie down to anyone's bullshit, okay? You don't have to do it. You don't have to take it. You don't deserve it. And it's the biggest reflection of someone else when they try and put you down. Don't stress about school. Now, I'm not saying not to try. I got a couple of A's in cooking and I had like a B, couple of C's. I got a D for maths. <laughs> um, There was other qualifications in there. But then I went and did a HNC. I got that. Now I'm going to uni. This is open uni, right? Never feel like you have messed it up if you've not got all the A's under the sun. Like I said, the only A's I ever got was in cooking and I can't fucking use cooking for psychology, unfortunately. But there's things out there, there's options out there. You can go to college and, I mean, I was doing an NC in college, then I did a HNC a few years after that through my work. And in the NC course, they actually got you to do English and maths to like make up your credits. But where I'm trying to go with this is I've got absolutely no qualifications apart from a HNC now, which is a B, which is really, really good. I didn't need any of that to get into uni. Open uni, you don't need anything. And I'm just trying to say, if you feel like you've fucked it at school, it's not over for you. No one knows what they want to do when they're at school. I mean, you might know, but it might change when you get older. Don't put pressure on yourself to think you need to know everything, to think you need to know what you want to be. It's crazy that we're asking 
16, 17, 18 year olds what they want to do with their life. I mean, like I said, you may have an idea, but that is a very young age. A lot of people my age don't even know what they want to do. So just don't put pressure on yourself. And the last thing I want to say, I mean, like I said, I could go on all day. Do not be friends with people that you do not feel align with you. And this goes from like any age Even now, if you feel like you've got people in your life that you don't click with anymore, you don't have to be friends with them. You're old enough to make your own decisions. You do not have to spend your time being around people who make you feel bad, who don't make you feel good, who want to bitch about people. If that doesn't sit right with you, that's the biggest message to yourself to not be with them. You don't have to be. There's no rules in this life saying that you've got to be attached to people. Follow your heart be who you are and know that everything's going to work out. Everything always works out. Even when it doesn't feel like it's working out, it's working out. That is all I'm going to say because genuinely I could talk about this all day. I think I might do a full-on episode about that a few weeks down the line but for now that is all because I will just go on a tangent. So my little honey pies, I hope you all enjoyed that cheeky little Q and A. I really like doing them and I think I'm going to aim to do like one a month or something because I really just want to break the podcast up a little bit. Like I just don't always want it to come across like a really topic based podcast. I just want to say what I want to say and get it out. Another thing I wanted to mention to you guys, a couple of people have asked me to do an ick episode and I just feel like is it a little bit mean like (laughs) do you know what I mean when I say ick like things that really turn you off about people and I just don't know it makes me feel really mean but I have had a couple of requests to do it and I'm laughing because I'm like can I do that like are you brave enough I don't know but before I do go I want to know what you guys would tell your younger self As always, thank you so much for listening and I cannot wait to speak to all of you guys next week for episode 22. Sending lots of love. Bye! Love you so much.